0: Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast where you learn all things business and investing related. So today, we're gonna talk to uh, someone I recently met and uh, we're quickly becoming good friends. Great guy, a pure real estate investor who's been doing it for a little while and I think he's a great guy for you to learn from because he has a unique approach to real estate investing. Right now, he's investing in all 50 states and where you hear most people talking about virtual investing, this is exactly what he does, but he doesn't wholesale in all 50 states. He's buying and holding in 50 states, which, which is obviously my language. He's talking my language, right? So passive income, real estate investing in all 50 states doing it virtually. And how long have you been doing this, Logan?
1: Yeah. So we bought our first investment property just in 2019.
0: 2019. Yeah. So for for everybody who has an excuse, who think you can't make money in this market right now or who who's just getting started, here's somebody who literally started three years ago and is crushing it in all 50 states, buying and holding real estate. So we're going to uh, we're going to dig into his business. We're going to uh, talk about how he's doing this and how you guys can get started doing this as well. All right. I always want to encourage you guys to uh, look past your current circumstances and see something bigger than yourself, okay? Always look past your current circumstances because uh, because you're in that situation right now doesn't necessarily mean that you're always gonna be in that situation, especially if you think bigger than what you're thinking right now. And I'm not saying that you're thinking small, but what I'm saying is your current circumstances doesn't dictate who you are or what you're gonna become, all right? It'll it'll only dictate who you are and what you become if you allow it to affect you negatively. So we're going to take all of the positive information from Logan today. We're going to see how he started literally three years ago and how he's crushing it in real estate and how you guys can do the same thing. Logan Manzanares, what's going on, my man?
1: Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, and, and Jamil. Like before we get started, I just want to thank you so much for having me on here and giving me the stage. You were uh, amazing on our podcast. You did a couple of weeks ago the Orden story. We got to hear your story and your background. And if you guys have not seen that podcast and heard Jamil's Orden story. We got him almost to cry a little bit, and he shared some really cool things with us. Honestly, it was really impactful. Me and my co-host Sam, we like, we still talk about it. So, thank you. So, well, let
0: mom. me let me bring something up about that. I did link that as okay. uh, if you guys look through my playlists, um, I have a guest feature from Jamel Gibbs playlist. Yeah. Check out the Origin Story. These guys have a fantastic podcast. Something unique, something different that I've never seen before. And what they do is they bring on business owners and they have business owners talk about their origin story because most people see the end result of someone's success, but they don't hear how it all started. So I was able to really dive into some stuff that I wasn't even thinking about. Uh, It was an emotional uh, podcast for me personally, and it really made me think about stuff that I haven't thought about in years. Uh, And we brought out some Some stuff that wasn't even talked about, that I've never talked about with anybody on that podcast. So I I highly recommend. Matter of fact, I'm going to link it up in the cards for you if you're watching this on YouTube. But if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, definitely check out that episode. Go to my YouTube page at Jamel Gibbs uh, or go to Logan's page, uh, which I'm going to link in the description box below. And um, you're going to see the origin story of Jamel Gibbs for sure, man. But why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, man? Tell them about your origin story.
1: You know, I, I, again, I just appreciate you having me on here. And I think when people hear that, like, oh, I'm buying 50 homes, in 50 States. And I started investing in 2019. Like, let me share a little little bit before that, because all of a sudden it's like, how is this happening? Like, I'm maybe just trying to get my first deals with someone who's thinking about, um, who's on this podcast, maybe listening to, or maybe they're trying to get their second or third deal. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I understand that, like, I didn't buy my first investment property until 2019. But like, when I decided to make that decision, it was like 2015, so it actually took me four years to actually buy my very first investment property because uh, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have the education. I didn't have the mentorship. I didn't have the money. I didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really four years of me just learning, getting educated and going the slow path. And then, man, once I finally bought one, then all of a sudden I started to see the light and see, as, as you know, you've been in the game for a long time, Jamil. It's like how powerful investment real estate can be, not just from a cash flow standpoint, but how fast you can build your wealth. Yep. Well, let so, me ask you this, man.
0: Why? Why do, you, why do you feel like it took you four years to finally take action, though?
1: Yeah. So let me back up a little bit more. So I had a different business um, that was my main focus, which was the reason why it probably took me four years as well because I just wasn't focused. Mm. And so I started a a gym in 2013. I was a, I actually became a personal trainer in 2011, right after college. Left the big the big box gym, you know, like a 24 um, seven fitness gyms um, like whatever they are. Right. And started my own gym in 2013. And so I knew that I needed to create a business. And then from that business, the money I made from there, I would invest in real estate. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't have the money. Um, again, in, in 20, 2015, I realized that I needed to start to invest in real estate. And so it was actually good because it taught me or what I learned along the process is I actually how to make money first. And so I made money in my fitness business and i ended up getting a mentor in 2017 a lot of people know who he is today nobody knew who he was back then his name is alex fromosi so he's big on youtube now but he uh, basically gave me the blueprint of how to take my gym which the previous year had done sixty thousand dollars the entire year uh we did fifty thousand dollars in our first month working with him and so we were able to really get a nice little uh boost from an income standpoint. And over the next two years, so that was 2017 till 2019, we were in a phase of our business called stack cash. (laughs) And so we stacked a lot of cash. And that's where we actually got our, our introduction into buying investment real estate was literally just the, the traditional boring way you possibly can find an on-market deal, put 25% down through a traditional lender, like, not something I would recommend to people today, but, like, that's just was our path into real estate.
0: Gotcha, you, man. Alex is definitely crushing it right now, man. Every A lot of people know yeah. who Alex is because his YouTube channel yeah. is blowing up, but a lot of people know who, who he is through the Gym Launch brand that yeah. he used to own. So, um, so you understood the value of, um, and this is what I took away from that particular part of the story, you understood the value of hiring someone. To skip the learning curve, to help you skip yeah. the learning curve, and obviously the results spoke for themselves, right?
1: Dude, it was it was the first big investment that I had ever made into myself as an entrepreneur. I'm a, it was that investment. I'm just yeah. So I was so just to put in perspective, I was literally the fifth person to join Jim launch. I was like right wow. in the very beginning of it. So like he had changed the price for the first four people, right? And so my investment into that was ten grand. Okay, and there was no. There was no payment plan. There was no anything. It was just like it was. It was ten grand. Actually, it was half, half right then, and then half in thirty days. Gotcha. (laughs) And I literally cried, Jamil. Like I cried. (laughs) I was like, dude. Like at that time, all I had was ten grand, and I literally had it underneath my pillow, uh, because that's how like worried I was uh, about money. So that tells me something uh, about
0: you, though, man. That tells me that you're number one. You were you were willing to put it all in, put it all, you know, put it all out there. Uh, Most people are not willing to do that. Um. You understood the value of a mentor you were willing to put it all out there and because of that look at what happened you made 60 grand yeah. how long did it take for you to make that sixty thousand
1: yeah so it was it was 50k we made it literally in our very first month within like your first was,
0: month so you made all your money back value. you five x your yeah. money in a month basically yeah. right and and you well, were afraid I'm sure you would you know you probably crying, had some cold sweats at nighttime <laughs> couldn't sleep
1: I did not sleep very well
0: you didn't sleep <laughs> but when you made the money. I did. you understood the value of a mentor and most people don't understand And you know what's that. funny
1: <laughs> you understand know about that Jamil? is that so that 10,000 was just for what Jim launched so Alex had a second program called Jim Legacy and so i of that 50,000 I ended up giving like 20,000 of it more to him to join Jim Legacy but it was worth um, it because yeah. I was just dude I was like you don't I don't care what it costs I don't uh-huh. I don't care right if this is what you showed me in the first 30 days like I was like imagine what you can show me after that and by the way like the next program was even better.
0: (laughs) Unbelievable, man. (laughs) And and that's what it's all about. You know, I I do the same thing. Uh, I I coach people in real estate in order to be able to help them grow their businesses a lot quicker. Um, and as long as people follow the routine, man, I mean, the results speak for themselves. You know, um, I don't have to be online showing you fancy cars and stuff like that. I like to show results. And, uh, you know, I pride myself on that, man. So, for you, you know, you you basically you started in real estate through the gym launch sequence. Yeah. You, you kind of found real estate from there. Why? What sparked your interest in real estate in the first place?
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna tell the old the old cliche story that that a lot of people tell is you know I read Richard Dad, and again like 2015. At that point, I was what uh, like two two and a half years into like my true entrepreneurship journey. And I was just looking for books. And the first book I actually read was money master the game by Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started listening to books at that time and I was like, Oh my gosh, this book is amazing. Right. And I, I had a, I had a client at the time cause I, I was one of my personal trainer who I who was kind of like my first kind of mentor. It was really cool because he paid me and I got to ask him questions about business, right? Mm-hmm. It was the most amazing mentor ever someone who was really successful and I told him about this, this book I just, I just listened to and I was like talking to him all about, you know, Vanguard and all those other things. He's like, you need to read, uh, the millionaire next door. I was like, okay. And so I read the millionaire next door. And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh, I got all excited. And I was like, yes, we'll just save our way to wealth. And I told my wife about it. And she just wasn't quite as excited as I was. And I was like, huh, maybe, maybe there's something else. And so then I remember I had a buddy in college who talked about this book called rich dad, poor dad. And I was like, Okay, I'm kind of going down this rabbit hole, and so I read Richard Porter and I was like, "Oh, that is it. That's that's what I'm looking for." And so that was kind of the book that was like passive income, don't yeah. rich, don't work for money. All those all those famous principles in there, and real estate just was the like was the answer to basically all those questions for me. Anyway, yeah,
0: I remember reading Rich Dad. So I graduated high school in '99. I, I remember reading Rich Dad while I was in high school, so around '99. Awesome. Yeah, I think it was '99 maybe a year out uh, a few months out of high school is when I read it and I kind of sparked my interest in, in real estate. And, and, you know, I, I don't know if yeah. you know but I used to work on wall street. I think I told you that before yeah. I used to work on wall street before, but then you have, um, uh, there's another book that really turned things up for me recently. Um, within the last five years, I want to say I read it multiple times. It's called the richest man in Babylon. And, mm that book really, you know, not necessarily saying I didn't understand the value of passive income before, but that book really helped me in understanding the value of knowing how to invest your money and, yeah. and uh, building passive income before it, you know, because of it. Yeah. So, those two books really Love changed book. the game with the way I think about money. Um, and I think it'll, you know, matter of fact, I'm going to link those in the description box for you guys to be able to check those out. Yeah. A lot of people are uh, familiar with Rich Dad Poor Dad, but they're not as familiar with The Richest Man in Babylon, which I think is probably yeah. one of the best books written of all time, besides the Bible.
1: <laughs> <It's> an, <laughs> you know, you, an there's an no comparison there. Yeah, it's an easy read. Easy read, man. The Richest i Richest Man it. in Babylon too. Yeah. Like, I like that. love like, those
0: like books, man. Read. Great, great books, man. Yeah. So you started, um, you, you, you had an interest in real estate because of the passive income idea, because of the rich dad, poor dad situation. Yeah. Um, you started building up a gym. You decided to, uh, what what did you do with the gym?
1: Yeah, so we kept the gym. So I the way that I understood the Kiyosaki method was that you have some active income and then all your active income that you save, right, part of the rich man that wants that you're, that, that you save some of that money, and then you put it into, you don't just save it, but you also invest mm-hmm. it into, into um, basically ways to make your money make more that's money. Right. And real estate was a thing for me. And so that's what we did. We just basically stacked cash and all the money that we saved, we, we had allocated towards real estate. And so yeah. at that point, again, from 2015 to 2019, was just me getting educated on trying to figure out like what like, like like what did that mean mm-hmm. and i would just watch a lot of bigger pockets episodes of entrepreneurs and real estate investors on there i, I remember like at the time it was about, about episode 300 so i should only know what it's at anymore but i was at 300 and i worked myself back mm. and just listened to all these different entrepreneurs and real estate and talked about their different strategies everyone had different strategies everyone had different things And i just uh i took what like what made sense to me and was kind of fit my situation my personality and i basically formed my own now in formula based on listening to a ton of different people explain their stories.
0: A couple of things that you did really well. Um, just listening to your story, man. Again, you know, we're going to repeat that you had, you understood the value of a mentor, uh, but yeah. along with the mentorship, you're surrounding yourself with people who are a few levels above where you want to be. And yeah. because of that, it helped you scale a lot quicker. Is that true or false?
1: Yeah, hundred there's, percent. And there's one story I want to tell you too, because that was from like, a standpoint of me from afar, mm-hmm. right? Just like passive listening. But I was part of a networking group inside our local market for my gym mm-hmm. business, and it was called Biz2Biz, Biz, which is very similar to any sort of um, like B and I group across the country where you have like one personal trainer, you have an insurance agent, you have a massage therapist, you have one of every different type of business inside a room and the whole goal is for each person to refer each other to their business, right? Well, I was in that group for two years and I got like two leads. So it, didn't, it wasn't great for my business. Mm-hmm. But what mm-hmm. it was great for is I met this connection in there. His name was Mike. And one day at the end of our meeting, every single person, they, they do our little elevator pitch, is what they call it, where you talk about, you know, my name is Logan Maddenner. I'm with Big Sky Barbell. We have a six-week challenge where you can lose 20 pounds in six weeks for free, yada, 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 right? Well, he started talking about some of his real estate. Mm-hmm uh, and his, his rentals. And I was like, interesting. And this guy, he owned a blind guy business. I was like, that's kind of weird, but rentals was on my mind. And so I reached out to, or after the meeting, I was like, Hey, like, let's go catch lunch. Just curious about you, what you got going on. Come to find out the dude had like $30,000 of cash flow from real estate and he had multiple businesses. And the only reason he was in the group is because he had, he had some buddies that were in the group that just wanted like a, like he wanted some opportunity to hang out with him. I was like, Oh my gosh, I think i I think I found my rich dad, right? And so I was like, "How do I provide value to this guy?" I knew nothing about real estate, I didn't have any money, and I was like, "I have no, no idea how to provide value to mm-hmm. him." And so I got, it, I got me thinking. I was like, "Well, I'm a personal trainer, and well, everyone wants to lose weight." And so I said, "Hey, if I train you for free twice a week, would you teach you about real estate?" Found
0: He's a like, local mentor. Sure.
1: I was like, "Amazing, right?" And so I remember two weeks in to me training him for free. At the end of the session, I was like, dang, I didn't put a timeline on this. And I had asked every single question I could think of about real estate. Wow. <laughs> uh, well, well, look at but what you did it was then, amazing. Man. Cause yeah. I ended up training him for, I ended up training him for nine more months. And what I learned, what I failed to realize, what I learned along the way was I was building a relationship with him. So exactly. I was actually getting to know him and his family. And again, that was like 2015. And so fast forward to 2019, when we first got our first deal, like we'd stayed in communication, we'd stayed uh, in, in contact and I got my first deals. Like, Hey, like, do you mind just coming and just tell me your thoughts on it? Like, here are the numbers, come check out the, come check out the house. I remember him walking through the house and looking around. He's like, yeah, it'll do. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then he did that two more times with other properties and then finally it was the fourth property that I, I I found, and it was a deal on Craigslist. That it was actually during COVID. It was like December 2020. The guy had ran out of money halfway through trying to rehab this property, and I found it. And I started talking to the guy. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is a good deal!" But I don't have the resources. I don't even have all the cash to be able to take this down myself. So I reached out to him, and he's like, "Let's partner on it." Oh, I was like,
0: oh, "I was going to say yes. this. <laughs>
1: And that was it, man. And so since then, now, that was our first deal that we did. And now we partnered on four more deals. And uh, current partners, like, I love hanging out with him. It's something that we now have grown more into, like, a friendship and a partnership rather than just, like, a mentorship. So it's been it's been really That's a cool. great
0: story, man. I just joined. Um, and, and for those of you listening, is a quick tip for you. You might want to find out if there's, like, a, a business group in your area that you can join. Um, I just join the uh one of the business groups in my area. All of the businesses are part of this this one group um in my local city my local city and they have meetings multiple times per month and it's a great way to meet uh people outside no the the funny thing is no one in the group is in real estate but they all are cash rich they're all business owners so for Mm -hmm. me it's a great way to meet private money guys Great way to partner on Super other smart. deals that I'm doing. So for a two hundred and fifty dollar investment, um, you know, just to join the group is worth it for me, even if I only pick up one private money lender. Same thing in your case. You joined the business group locally, yeah. and
1: um, that down. years right. later, it
0: materialized into something something big for you. But what I what I like what you did, and what most people don't do. Is you offered value to him in exchange for value? So, for example, you said, mm-hmm. "How about I train you, and you teach me real estate?" You know, that's a that you you offered something before you asked for something. And uh, most people don't understand that concept. And if more people understood that concept, more people would uh, would be successful, in my opinion. You know, so. Yeah.
1: Um, I think about that concept as. I heard this from from a mentor actually alex mm-hmm. he talks about digging your well before that's you're right Dan. and i think it's like one of the most powerful things you can do and it's actually something i did with him ironically enough because this, this is the thing that he said it and resonated with me and so going back a little bit to, to, to me working with alex is that i, I worked with him actually as a, as a client for you know long time but i was also one of the first gym owners he actually mm-hmm. hired and so I actually worked with Alex for Alex as well, while I was still mm-hmm. doing the gym and I started working with him for free. Yep. Right, I started working with him and opportunity mm-hmm. to like, he had like daily calls is what he called them. And they were 12 o'clock every single day and he was doing them for a really long time. And so I was the one who actually replaced him on the daily calls. And I did that, but I didn't get paid anything to do those. Um, uh, but I eventually ended up doing some sales for him. I got paid for that, but, uh, it was just, again you know, a way that I could see, I could provide value to him and try to take some like, how do I serve him? And ironically enough, like our relationship is like still strong. I still talk to him. And obviously now, everyone knows who he is. And he's he's an amazing human being. But it's going back to that concept of just dig your world for thirsty because ultimately, like the relationship is what matters more. What's than good
0: about know. him is he's young too, man. He's what? 31, 32 years old. Made $100 million already. Yeah. And he's providing value just like you are, man. So you you learn yeah. from the best, you become the best. You know what I mean? So What was, where was that transition for you? Like, um, as far as mindset going from being a gym owner to a real estate investor, when when did that transition, like when, was there like a, an aha moment for you that kind of led you to say, okay, this isn't as hard as I think it is.
1: Yeah, man. So coming specifically from the fitness industry, it's like swimming against Mm -hmm. the current, Right, and someone as you know who like who is big in the training world has done has done competitions. You understand the level of commitment and dedication it takes to change your physique. Well, our primary clientele was just the average Joe SMO who wanted to lose twenty five pounds and wanted to wanted to feel good about themselves and their body, and and there's a lot of stuff that goes with it. But uh, we had a very niche of that. the weight loss is that we were we were we were doing everything we were doing nutrition we were doing accountability we were doing fitness we were doing mindset we were, we were basically com- combining this so our price point was was pretty high um and so it was like swimming against it's a like swimming against the current because it was like a struggle to pull people with us like come on come on come on and then like trying to swim away from us and we're like trying to pull them back in and so from the business standpoint once i got into real estate i was like oh my gosh this is freaking easy like people actually like. People value homes. Yeah. They value they value these things where people don't inherently value their fitness. They don't value health. And uh, so yeah. So once I got in the taste of real estate, I was like me, and, me and my wife both because my wife was in the business is in the business with me, and we're like, dude, like this is so much more fun, so much more fulfilling. And instead of having to like pull on people, like like people are pushing on us to like try to join um, our team and try to be part of this real estate business, reaching out to it. So just got gotcha, you, man. man. I think it's like, it's super grateful that I went through that because it taught me a lot about sales. It taught me a lot about commitment, a, a lot about dedication, a lot about sticking through things and being able to, you know, to, to claw. But then once I saw the opportunity of real estate, I was like, wow, like this is, again, it's like, it's, it's like swimming with the current. And in this phase of my life, I, I want gotcha, to swim with the current. Got
0: gotcha, man. And the, it, what was the mindset shift for you um, between the two? Uh, was there a mindset shift?
1: Yeah. So as far as, I guess when you say mindset shift in regards to in regards transitioning
0: to new, the, the, uh, the style like, of business.
1: Yeah. So we did both for a very long time. And so up until just April of this year, we had both. And so April of this year, we actually um, no longer had the fitness business. The, the guy who was running my fitness business, he took it over. And we've been full time real estate since April 2022. So it's like four mm-hmm. or five months now, I think. Uh, and it's been amazing. Like just the attention that it takes to do two businesses um, has, has been very noticeable. Mm-hmm. And so now that we're all in real estate, like more opportunities come to us. And because that's, that's what we're right, focused man. on. I,
0: I, I would definitely agree with that. You know, um, if you're doing two things at one time, it's kind of difficult to be great at yeah. you know, both of them. Uh, but if you focus on the one, you can become really, really good at it. Um, at least that's been my...
1: And they're yep. separate businesses completely. Like like they yep. had nothing, they had, they had no verticals. Like like we have other businesses that align with real estate, but right, like it was totally exactly.
0: totally it But because they were two separate businesses, it kind of took your, it takes your attention away from the one uh, versus the other. You know exactly. what I mean? So let's dig into some real estate stuff, man. Um, 50 yeah. states, man. You know, you're, you're investing in 50 states. Yeah. What sparked that for you?
1: Yeah, so we, at the beginning of, or at the end of 2021, we end up finding another mentor, uh mm-hmm. Pace Morby. And so once I joined his Shout group, out to Pace. I'm going to link his the podcast
0: was... I did with him up at the top as well.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. You know, yep. Pace, we've talked about Pace on our last podcast, like just a good human being. And he's built this really incredible mm-hmm. community of real estate investors across the country. And I was like, I started, I saw the value in the community in itself of like, man, there's people wholesaling in every single market and every single state you can possibly think. Of. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And I was like, I wanted people to come to Montana. Right. I was like, you guys come to Montana. But then I started realizing that was, again, that was swimming against the current. So I was like, I'll mm-hmm. just swim with the current. And I was like, Hey, like, I'll come to you. And so when we decided to do this 50 homes, in 50 States thing, uh like we obviously have certain criteria because most people are like how do you do like like you don't want to invest in california you don't want to invest in new york you don't want to invest in illinois like all these like not landlord-friendly states and of course there's like re- there's ways that you can still invest in those states that you get around that but the big reason why we're doing that is because we have a network of people where we have people who are like looking for deals in their backyards they're in all these areas and they know the market they know the area they know the contractors. They know the insurance agents. They know everything. And so I could, myself, I could go into um, North Carolina. I could go into to South Carolina. I could go into Florida, and I, I have to go, like, build these resources up. Or, or I could say, hey, Jamil, like, you want to oh. partner up? And you say yes, and all of a sudden I get access to your network. And to me, like, I and so basically, like, we our, our our strategy from us – owning the whole grape to now I just want a small piece of the watermelon and I want to bring in as many people as I possibly can.
0: You know, a lot of people overcomplicate virtual investing when that's really all it is is just partnering with other people or at least, you know, uh, uh, hiring someone that can be a team member uh, who can build out the entire infrastructure for you, you know, but uh, when you partner with people and they know that they're, they're going to get a slice of the pie and you don't have to pay them a paycheck they earn just like you earn, yep. it's that much easier to build in all fifty states, man. So, uh, great concept, man. So, what exactly are you buying in these areas? Like, what type of properties and what and what's your investment strategy like?
1: Yep. So, as far as the type of properties that we're getting across our desk, it really just comes like like, like what comes what comes across our desk, and we're looking for cash flow. So, ultimately, I'm looking for a thirty mm-hmm. percent cash on cash return at minimum, and that just is enough for us to like split up and go around right and that's the reason why i like for that um and so we do short-term rentals we have we have one property that's a corporate rental we have some long-term mm-hmm. rentals as well and so that's kind of our criteria thirty percent cash on cash any of the strategies will work and i'm looking for experienced operators or if we don't have an experienced operator there then we basically will implement implement our management team gotcha. into that area so
0: gotcha man so so you're so you're you're doing short term rentals i'm I'm assuming you're burring um are you doing any wholesaling at yeah. all nothing no wholesaling okay so let let's no. let's uh let's talk about how our listeners can kind of mimic what you're doing at the moment. so if we had to provide them with a step by step process, let's say three to five steps yeah. what would be the first thing that our listeners would do in order to invest virtually? and other markets in order to be able to buy and hold? Like, what's some of the things that they need? What's some of the steps that they need to take in order to accomplish this?
1: Yeah, so it's, it's funny you say that because, so like, some of my partners on these deals mm-hmm. are wholesalers, right? And so wholesalers, again, it just depends on their situation, but most people, while they're in wholesalers, mm-hmm. they need that active income. And so I offer a, a unique proposition to them. It's like, hey, like, you can still get some of that active income, but... What if you maybe didn't take that active income on this specific deal, or you, is this the deal you wanted to hold? And instead of you getting an assignment fee, what if you just got equity on that deal? And so now you're playing the long game, which, again, you and I are really much like we're very much in, in congruent. Like that's the game you eventually want to play: is the long game and holding real estate. I was like, now you can create some cash flow, you create some appreciation, you create some equity, <laughs> yeah. homie, right? Um, and so that's how. I'm doing deals with wholesalers across country is that instead of them looking for an assignment fee, now they're like, hey, I can get equity, right? And so it's not every deal that they're doing because mm-hmm. they obviously need to feed their family. They need to pay their pay their bills. But if they find a deal that is like something that they really, really like and they know the area and it's in a good market, a good part of town, and like I just need the money, gotcha. that's when they would come to me. So if anybody's listening who's um, who's in that situation, like that's how we provide value to wholesalers excellent, across excellent the
0: country. Man. Now, obviously some of these deals are creative deals as well. Uh, where you can structure seller financing and subject to, and things like that. Um, Are are you finding those deals frequently in different markets?
1: So our primary acquisition is still cash, right? Like we still cash. Mm -hmm. We like, we're very lendable. So we have access to, to lenders, but we do have a couple seller finance deals. Um, I actually haven't, I personally haven't got into a subject to deal that we've closed. I've, I've had negotiations with them, but I just, I personally haven't done a subject two. but we have a couple of seller finance deals, but some are crash. So again, it's not like, we're not just dependent on creative deals. Right. I think, I think a lot of times, especially in inside sub two specifically is that because it's the creative, you know, it's the sub two group that people get excited when a seller is like, yeah, I'll do terms and they want 50% down and they want a $2,000 a month payments. So I'm like, dude, that's worse. Than I can get from the bank. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that, that means they're beautiful. not
0: motivated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For sure, man. So, so the first step would be meeting someone in a in another market that you can partner with, and yeah. you can do it with wholesalers. Yeah. Uh, what would be the second step?
1: Networking, man. So again, if if somebody if somebody wants to, again back to your original question, if somebody wants to actually do what I do, is mm-hmm. it's just networking and connecting. It's that's all this business
0: deal. really is, though, at the end of the day, right?
1: That's all it is. That's all it's like, that's all wholesaling is, right? Like, like you're finding yep. a seller who, who's trying to to sell a home. And you're trying to find a buyer, whether it be a fixed flipper, a buy-and-holder, a homestead buyer, and you're trying to connect those two together and you make your thing in the middle. Like, I'm just doing the same thing. I'm finding the buyer, excuse me, I'm finding the seller, but then I'm also finding the money, which is basically your buyer yep. in a buy-and-hold situation. And so I have a group of investors, just like you talked about, like going and networking, finding people who have money who don't have deals, and you connect the money to the deal, and then you insert yourself in. That's
0: right, and make a profit because of it, man. It's wholesale. You know? except for instead that's of right. getting
1: checks, we're getting equity. right?
0: That's right, man. I, I like to call that arbitrage as well, way. Yeah, that's anyway, exactly what it is. Because you can, you know, that's exactly what it is, man. So yeah. you, you uh, find your market, find your partner uh, within that market, then yeah. you network, and then Obviously, the wholesalers, the, the, the partner is going to bring you some deals yep. at the end of the day. Um, yep. What do you do next?
1: Yeah, so then once I have a deal, I'm like, hey, this is like, I think this is a good deal. Then I go to my, my pool of investors, and I already know what their criteria is. I know what their goals are, and so I'll go to the first one who I think is the, it's the best deal for them, and I'll go to them and say, hey, I have this deal. What do you think? right and they'll be like yeah and then we talk about equity and then basically it just comes down to negotiating equity for them and then if i have to i'll go back to the wholesaler and say hey we got to negotiate some equity on this and we have a deal or if that first if that partner says no that equity partner says no i go to the next one and that's basically what i'm doing i'm just trying to match the money up with the deal
0: that's it man and create win-win situations obviously Exactly. so quick question man um how much market research are you doing or are you relying on the partner to be able to do that for you?
1: hundred percent. I'm not, I mean, once the deal is closed or or excuse me, once it's like agreed upon, then I'll make sure like I'll I'll go do my due diligence to just confirm everything and just make sure that everything is, um, that everything makes sense, but I'm really relying heavily on the person who's in the market. And so like, do you just put a little bit more clarification on that? Mm -hmm. people who are wholesaling virtually, I I won't do I won't partner with them. And as an equity standpoint, anyway, because I want them to actually know the market, I want them to have like boots on the ground, I want them to know the areas, right? Like I'm really relying on their experience of being Mm -hmm. in that market. So I'm really relying on them heavily. And then I will do you know, I'll basically do my due diligence to confirm all their data. But but ahead of time, I'm not I'm doing zero, I'm doing zero data.
0: Zero data, no market research, relying on your partners to be able to do it. So you're obviously linking up with experienced investors in other markets, especially wholesalers. Now, the benefit to the wholesaler is um, they get to close on a deal that they probably didn't know how to close on. So you're kind of bringing a certain level of expertise to the table as well where you don't have to – you're not going to tell a wholesaler everything basically. You know, yep. they all they know how to do is wholesale and you're going to bring a different level of expertise, which is going to allow them to close a different kind of deal. Is that right?
1: Yeah. It's exactly yeah. right. It's, it's almost like mentorship in a way that's like, Hey, like, let me show you how to buy deals. And once you buy right. your first deal, even the, even when it comes wholesale, like, like when you wholesale your 1st you they're like, Oh, that's not so hard. All exactly. of a sudden you buy your first deal and you hold as a are Like, Oh, that's not so hard. And so, so a lot of that is like, it's, it's mentorship in a way that you get, that you're getting paid equity on.
0: It's like never giving away to connect, man. You can't give away to connect. <laughs> you yeah. got to be the plug. You know exactly, what I mean?
1: exactly. Well, and and that's the thing too is even like they might they might know who the partner is, but like who has that relationship? Like the partner who's got yeah. the money, like they trust me, and so that's mm-hmm. that's like maybe a, a third thing that I'll I'll talk about as well is having some track record, having some credibility. You know, yep. I, I I've owned real estate for three and a half years again, not a very long time. But now we have, like, we, we own 27 doors, and so, mm-hmm. like, we have some experience managing properties, and so I'm really putting my reputation on the line with the person who's got the money to say, hey, this person's got the deal, um, like, but, like, like making that connection, and then our and then my job is to make sure that everything goes smoothly, and if I have to step in on the management side, that we can step in and just make sure that the thing produces what it's mm-hmm. supposed to produce. Absolutely, man. Yeah.
0: So... So you, you you obviously figured out how to do this. Now, how quickly is your business growing? How do you feel like you're – obviously, you're doing well, but how do you feel like yeah. – um, do you feel like now is a good time for your business? Do you feel like now is a good time to be in real estate in general?
1: Yeah. It's a very interesting time, right? It's very mm-hmm. interesting, and the strategies will always continue to evolve, and the fact that we have creative options definitely mm-hmm. allows us to continue to play this game. But if we were just depending on cash, just depending on bur- on bird deals, like I see that window narrowing like very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the creative finance side of it, doing subject to doing seller finance, is huge. And like you've been in this game, so you understand yep. creative finance at a, at a very high level as well. And that's one thing that Pace talks about. Is like now is the time when yep. when sellers can't just like name a price and get and get their and get their number. Now is when they actually get to be. Now's when they have a little bit of flexibility. That's and you're willing to negotiate. They're willing yep. to be negotiated. And when yep. you understand creative finance, you actually can make terms that actually make sense. Yep. Um, so I'm excited for sure. I
0: asked that because a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of doom and gloom uh, yep. being talked about all on the internet and on the news and all everywhere you turn. There's you know there's an inflation uh, headline or you know yeah. is real you know is now a good a good time to be in real estate headline and you know a lot of people are being you know scared into not investing but i always want to encourage you guys to know that when a, when a, how did Warren Buffett say when there's blood in the streets that's when you yeah. buy right so right now there's, there there's a lot of scared people and you don't want to be one of those scared people you got to take action because this is the time that you can build substantial wealth if you know what you're doing And don't be afraid to invest into your education. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, Logan, he understood the value of that immediately. And look how quickly his business has moved because of it. But some people, they look at uh, investing into themselves as an expense versus an investment. And that's exactly what it is. You are your biggest investment. You are your biggest asset. Why not invest into yourself? Because... Somebody can take a house away from you. Somebody can take cryptocurrency away from you. Somebody can take stocks away from you. But guess what they can't take away from you? Experience. They no. can't take away what you know. And you can lose everything. To You can make a whole lot of money. I did it twice. Right? Yeah. I built myself up. I lost everything. And I built it right back up because I knew how to do it. You know, so once you have an, uh, an understanding, you can be broke uh, uh, physically, but as long as you have an abundance mindset, you'll always make your money back. Um, and that comes with experience. That comes with the way you think. That comes with a lot of different things. But ultimately, it comes with investing into yourself. Understanding that if you surround yourself with the right people, sometimes you have to buy yourself into these relationships. And that's what coaching is. I, I see a lot of people, I was just reading on one of Pace's uh his uh Instagram post about coaching uh they you know I read I was looking through the comments earlier today and and you know I I do a lot of uh social media surfing I I play the you know I, I just sit back and I just look at stuff I don't really comment I don't you know do a lot on social media but I'm just reading it and it's just interesting the way some people think about yeah. investing into education and it it makes absolutely no sense to me but you know That's, you know, everybody can have their own opinion. Uh, I just see things differently. Um, But my point in bringing all of this up is if you understand the value of investing into your education, um, you know, I have a coaching program. Logan has a a program as well. If you understand the value of it, they can literally cut light years off of what you're trying to do. You're literally buying somebody else's experience and their knowledge and you're as long as you take that information and you apply it how can you fail i mean there's really no yep. no way you can fail am i right
1: yeah 100%, you know? man. and now now more than any time like when when there is blood in the water and start, or starting to get bloody now's the time where you want someone who you can reach yep. out to and who's been who, who's been through this who's who's cleaned up the mess and who understands what's what's happening and so again guys like you Jamil, like like, people who investing in coaching, guys mm-hmm. like Pace, like people who have been through this this game uh, for many, many years and who have the experience and can skate to where the puck is going, not to where it is, right? The old Wayne, Wayne Gretzky. Um,
0: I like that saying, man. <laughs> one,
1: yeah, saying, there it is. Um, it's like that now is more, more important than ever, right? Mm-hmm. So important.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. So, listen, man, if our listeners wanted to contact you, Obviously you're doing deals in all fifty states. You wanna create partners, but I'm sure you're all you know, I, I watch your, your Instagram stuff, obviously you're teaching people how to do this as well. Um if yeah. they wanted to reach out to you, how do they do that?
1: Yeah. Best way is Instagram. Logan Lee Manzanares. I'm on there. Uh I respond to all my DMs. Everyone who deals me, I always I always, I always respond to you. So yeah, that's that's the best way if you have if you have deals that you need underwrote or um, again, if you have a deal or if you have money and you're looking to, you're looking to, um, you're looking to get into a deal, like again, those are, those are my two things. I, I take money and I've take deals and I match them all together and we, and we make sure that it produces babies for sure, every man. Month.
0: For sure. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I like to look at money like, um, soldiers, man, every, every single or, or workers, every single dollar should be producing, should be working hard to produce more money sure. for you, produce more soldiers, produce more workers, for you and if your money ain't working for you then guess what you're gonna go broke so (laughs) you know so so at the end of the day man you know uh, i'm gonna link your your instagram in the description box i'm also gonna go ahead and link uh your youtube uh i'm telling you guys if you don't do anything else today listen to some of these origin stories that logan has um on his on his channel Um, It's a podcast that he runs called The Origin Story, and you have different entrepreneurs um, telling, uh, not even going into the uh, logistics of deals and stuff like that and how they do things, but more so talking about some of the struggles they went through in order to get to where they are. I think those are important to listen to because some of you are facing the same thing, and sometimes you need to hear that you need to hear it, that you need to stay in the game you need to hear other people's experiences who experience certain or similar things as you at this time in your life in order to be able to help you get over the uh the top of the mountain so listen to that podcast i think is a powerful powerful podcast it's going to blow up man uh it's definitely going to blow up if it hasn't already um and it's simply because of the type of podcast it is going to help a lot of people um in my in my personal opinion, but definitely listen to my episode um yeah. logan man i'm gonna link all of your stuff in the description box. I appreciate you jumping on here, man. What books are you currently reading bro? I know we talked about some other books before i I'll, I'll link all of those in the description as well, but what do you feel like is helping yeah. you in your business right now
1: um yeah i want i wanna say something about about the podcast yeah. and and in your podcast too so when we did, when like we were doing your podcast, we had to hear your story, and my co-host Sam, like he really resonated with your story because he went through a very something very similar, right? And I think, again, like those stories are so impactful. And as I go back to talking about like why did I get into real estate? What got me this like this this idea to get into real estate? And it was rich dad, poor dad, which ironically has nothing to do with real estate, but it was mm-hmm. all about stories, yep. right? And I think mm. the stories sell, so, and that's my like stories have always been really big for me, and it's something I found like really impactful. And so that's the the idea of the origin story. Um, but as far as like uh books I'm reading right now I'm reading two books they are up here and one is The Power of One More by Ed Milet. that's that's a brand new book mm-hmm. that that just came out I really like that book and then the Have of, It All what was that by The Chris Power Crone. of The Power of One More by Power Ed Milet. of One More got it yeah I'm going to check it out and then book the other book I'm I'm reading with that one is Have It All by Chris Mm-hmm. And so Chris is actually is another mentor of mine who I've spent well over six figures with as well. And uh, someone who I'm like like really close with. And his book, his book just came out, Have It All. And it's definitely very much a tactical business book uh, and investment book as well. So yeah. definitely something I recommend people going through and understanding like how it fits your situation and applying the things to your situation from that book.
0: For sure, man. For sure. Shout out to Chris Crone too. He has a great uh, YouTube channel um definitely yeah. check it out but um something powerful you just mentioned how much did you say you invested with Chris over 6
1: figures.
0: over 6 figures yeah. so if you had to take all of your education that you've invested in business and you know um all of these different programs and mentorships and things like that you're well into the six figures obviously right double
1: double six figures double
0: six look <laughs> yeah, double six well into the double six figures now, w- no, this is totally off topic. Most yeah. people are afraid to invest that kind of money into themselves. When you invest that kind of money into the, into yourself, what does that do for you?
1: Yeah. I think how I how I rationalize it is when we're when you mean like like you and I are just talking like we're sitting around and we say what are our priorities right we say we say our family is our priority we say our relationships are our priority mm-hmm. our experience is our priority. We always, like, will say money is last, right? But most people, they act as if money is their number one priority because, like, I will do anything for money. And so I, once I had that epiphany, I was like, I say one thing, but I'm doing something mm-hmm. else. And I think the reason why like, you and I uh, have, a, have a good connection, even though we've only connected a couple times now, is because we're very, we're, like, very much in, in something like me and Chris actually connect really well, too, because we're people of high integrity. Mm-hmm. Like, when we say we're going to do something, we always do it. Right? Another and key so thing, was, well, not to I, cut
0: you off. It's one of my sayings, man. Always do what you say you're going to do all the time, even if it hurts. Yeah. Do what you say you're going to do, yeah. and everything will always work out.
1: Yeah, it's it's something that's definitely a, a value of mine. And I know just by talking with you, it's, it's about yours and same, with, and same thing with Chris as yep. well. And so once I understood that what I was saying wasn't matching with my actions. I was like, Oh, it's got to change. And so I was like, what is actually more important? Like, is this relationship with Chris more important than a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars? You know, is it Logan? Right. And it's like, prove it. And so those are, those are some of the conversations that I have when I go into investing into something, whatever it is, like what's more important in the situation and, and not all the times, Like, is that specific relationship or that specific thing more important than the money at that time? I'm not saying that all the time, but like, it's just a good, it's it's a good filter to look through.
0: Absolutely, man. A lot of times people just don't have that kind of money to invest and I get it. You know what I mean? But if you're hungry enough, people can find money, you know, um, or if the relationship is that important to you, if you feel like it's really going to benefit you, then people will find the money to be able to do it. It's amazing people find the money to go to college, but when it comes to investing into something that can literally make them wealthy, they, they, they second guess it, you know? So it's an unfortunate thing, but it's, it's all part of programming as well. all, all you know, that's a whole nother thing we could jump into, but I, I believe that people are programmed to think the way they think. And they think from a scarcity mind, most people think from a scarcity standpoint versus a, a position of power because people are playing defense all the time rather than offense and if you play from if you try to operate from a defensive mode then you're going to be held back but if you're playing on yep. offense there's no way to what happens when you when you when you play on offense you score right which means you move forward right so uh if you're playing on defense you're trying to prevent so I like yep. to operate from an offensive standpoint and think abundantly you know, think from a mindset. My mindset is just abundant. I think from a position of abundance, and people I surround myself do, uh, surround myself with do as well, like yourself. You know what I mean. So I think that's really important, man. But you, you, you mentioned invest. You invested hundreds of thousands of dollars into yourself. It hasn't phased you not one bit. In fact, what did it? Do? What did it do for your business?
1: Yeah, we definitely made a lot more money from that money, right? It's been like. So, ironically enough, and we didn't know this, in, like when we invested that money, but like how I was able to like basically create this system was actually a blend from what I learned from Chris, what I learned I from Pace, and like some of my investors are people from that group I joined with, um, with Chris that have literally invested hundreds of thousands of dollars to get me into some of these deals that we're in now. So, yeah, I mean, again, it's easy it's easy to say yeah. now, but
0: it's hard to do it. Well, in how the would, beginning. How it I get it.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's about faith, and really. I think this is actually the value as I been over as I think about this over the last about five years now, since I made that very first big commitment with Alex, is that when you invest into a mentorship, you think you're investing into Alex or Chris or Pace or Jamil, but you're really just investing mm-hmm. in yourself, right? And you're investing in the belief in yourself. And so a lot of times you're like, Hey, well, what happens if I don't get my money's worth? And so that ultimately comes from a place of not taking hundred percent responsibility and looking to blame rather than like I will figure out how to make this worth $10,000. I will make Mm -hmm. this worth $100,000. And when you go into that mindset, like you can't, you cannot, you cannot not win because it's in your hands, not in Jamil's hands. And and that's why I tell people
0: when they join my coaching program, I'm going to give you everything you need, but it's up to you to make it happen. I'm not going to do it for you. Yes. Right. When I, when I, I didn't have a coach when I first started, but it took me years to figure out how to do this. And I made every mistake in the book that you can... Any mistake you could think of when it comes to... I've I made that mistake. Um, so I feel like I'm qualified in that regard to be able to... You yeah. know, plus the, the amount of success I've received, you know, in exchange for the mistakes. I mean, the mistakes are... I would go through those all over again to have the same type of life that I have right now. It's incredible, right? But, yeah. you know, it was up to me to make it happen, right? I didn't. I didn't have... You know, I wasn't relying on anyone else. I just relied on what my resources were to be able to make it happen. And part of those resources was willpower. So people ask me sometimes, like one of my one of my mentors, Steve Palantino, No one knows who he is. He's not in. You know, he's not. He don't have a home study course or anything like that. He's just a local investor um, where where I was living at the time. He said, "What separated you from everybody else? Like what?" What, why? Why did it work out for you versus someone else who would go have the same stereotypical um, things attached to them? Like uh, where I come from, you're either gonna end up dead or in jail. You know, in Brooklyn, New York, I grew up in the projects, right? So you're expected to sell drugs. Not everybody. I'm just this is a stereo stereotypical yeah. thing. You're expected to sell drugs. You're expected to end up in dead, uh, end up in jail or dead, right? Or you're expected to go work for, for the city, New York City, right, uh, uh, having some type of, uh, you know, a $40,000, $50,000 a year job, right? Very few people ever make it out. Um, so he asked me, like, what separated me? W- why me versus anybody else? And, and a lot of it, you know, that's a whole other story, whole other podcast we could talk about, but a lot of it is mindset. I've always seen myself doing bigger things than what my, what my environment uh, afforded me at that time, you know what I mean? Um, So I relied on me. I relied on what I, you know, I I just had a bigger, a bigger vision for myself than what my current circumstances uh, afforded me. And if your vision is bigger than your current circumstances, it's kind of going back to what we were talking about before. If you can see past your current circumstances if you're broke right now, you're not always going to be broke. Broke is temporary, right? Poor is a mindset. Poor is something that you, um, that's a lifestyle. You can't change poor, but you can change broke, right? Um, so if you have a poor mindset, a poor mentality, then investing into yourself is going to be a big problem. But if you're broke right now, broke. remember, I said it, broke is temporary Broke can be changed, especially when you have a mindset of abundance. So I just thought that was important to mention, man. Um, I love the fact that you invested hundreds of thousands of dollars just to buy relationships. That's exactly what you did. You, you bought relationships. And uh, I think more people need to, need to learn how to do that because more people would be successful if they did. Great call, man. Any last words for our listeners, man? What, what last words of advice would you have for them?
1: and specifically when it comes to business is just it's fun and when you understand that the the point is just to keep playing the game and the only way you keep playing is if you find ways to enjoy it and all of a sudden the dollars and cents and the assets and everything like they become they become things you keep track of just because you want to keep score but like you want to continue to play the game because it's Mm -hmm. freaking fun and that's and that's what it is and you know, I wake up every single day excited. I really am. And if I'm not excited, I ask myself why, and I figure out how do I change that. Whether it be immediately, or if I need to put a person or process in place for just something that maybe I don't enjoy doing. But business is supposed to be fun. Like that's how these guys play it for a very, very long time. And someone like you, the one way the only way you're in this game for a long time is if you find ways okay. to reinvent yourself, find ways to re like find ways to continue to play the game. Um, and so that's my biggest piece of advice is just like learn how to have fun with it enjoy it like put, like put yourself around people we talked about this a bit last time like put yourself around people so you're, we're not all by ourselves so you're not thinking that we're like the you know like we gotta like carry the whole mountain on our backs that we find other people that we can share that mountain with and it becomes way more fun when we do this as a team rather than trying absolutely, to
0: do it all absolutely man Logan Men's man listen guys definitely check him out on all all platforms we're talking about Instagram we're talking about YouTube uh, primarily those two channels if you just check him out on those you'll gain a, a ton of value he's releasing videos all the time he's uh, he has these in your face videos on Instagram which I love um, you know reality check videos is what I call them all of us need reality checks yeah. right so um, definitely check out those videos check out the origin story uh, podcast on yeah. Logan's channel as well I'm gonna be sure to link all of that for you guys. Check out the description box uh, for all of that information. And um, I'm going to see you guys on the next one. Peace.